0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 439, on October 1st, 2017.
1: And welcome to another prime episode of Craft Beer Radio, where we're, I guess we're celebrating the brand new Star Trek series. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that song, that little disco Star Warsy thing, made it number one. Of the Billboard Charts for two weeks, 40 years ago, this week. Awesome. So what do we got? Uh, beers. We have some beers that Ryan has sent us. Yes. Two from Ryan. We got a beer that Brickway has sent us. Oh. Yes, we got three from Ryan. Oh, Ryan, you're getting front-loaded on this show. And one from Kyle. And, and then, sent us that beer. That's cool. the one I brought back from Asheville. I am marking it in our notes. Okay. So we got three hoppy ones. So we're going to do the hoppy, not hoppy, hoppy, not hoppy thing again. So let's start with this four hands.
1: All right. So this is Super Flare. It is actually a collaboration with Four Hands and Wicked Weed. Oh, really? Really. It's a breaded IPA with mango, guava, mosaic, and galaxy hops.
0: Breaded, hmm. With mango and guava And galaxy Those are all good things So It looks um, Very hazy it's... Oh my god <laughs> especially at the bottom here Make sure you get some of that mango goonk. Wow! Here take some mango gunk <laughs> Pour like a smoothie at the end there Wow Okay
1: Yeah, brewed with mango, guava, and tangerine zest, and it says on at least the beer advocate site that it's Brett.
0: I rinsed my glass out after this pre-show beer. Mm -hmm. I still smell. You still smell Yeah,
1: the pre-show beer was a turtle, turtle, hopping frog, Frog, terrapins,
0: one of their. It is so that it
1: was turtles.
0: Can I, can I smell your glass just yeah. to see what it smells like without so much chubby bunny in it? I smell some of it in your glass still. That stuff's sticking around. All right, get down in deep. I can. Uh... It's crazy that that s'more marshmallow aroma is hanging around.
1: Can they just it, it, on their site? It's just called a hazy IPA. Okay, well, they don't say Brett.
0: All right. It would make more sense not to be Bretted with the uh, well, yeah well, fruits well, added and everything yeah. that galaxy hops and whatnot would be kind of a weird combination.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if your advocate is uh...
0: <laughs> have a, has an error. <laughs> they completely redid their rankings. Like two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. They um. I didn't realize I'd be talking about this. So I don't remember exactly what the details were, but it's a much more straight, straightforward ranking. Um, Todd's explanation of the whole thing sounded good, and they also got rid of the, um. Like the 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 describer like good very good role oh, class they yeah. kind of got rid of that stuff. They got rid of the. They had a baked in, almost like beer connoisseur baseline, you know, for those rankings, like a, a free thirty or forty points or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's gone now, and uh, it just seems like the way they're crunching the data is uh, a lot more. At least you know, at least today, it seems like a great way to do it. Well, that,
1: that's good because you know they have more competition in the space now, so they have to mm-hmm. they have to keep evolving. Um. So okay, so I don't. So this may not still be a collaboration with Wicked Weed. <laughs> based on what I'm seeing. And I guess Four Hands is not... It it is independent, right? Yes, I think so. So they
0: may be, like, not willing to work with Wicked Weed anymore anyway. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't draw any conclusions on that kind of thing. But it doesn't say it on the label. We're all confused about this. It pairs with grilled beef and funky cheese.
1: So, I mean... as you might
0: expect, I mean a lot of mango. There, I think there's like mango juice in there, mango guava and tangerine zest. Yeah, I mean when you move on to the flavor, I kind of I kind of glossed over the aroma a bit because I was still smelling the chocolate s'more beer. When you move on to the flavor, it's just big mango juice, guava juice, something like that. It reminds me a little bit of that first time that we had a, a kind of a. Hoppy, Shandy, or, uh, you know, Radler, where we had the Rad from Six Point, where it was like half fruit juice. This isn't tasting like half fruit juice, but it tastes like it's a quarter fruit juice. There's definitely bread in here. You think? Absolutely. That kind of
1: character, and um, the yeast the character, is, is bread. No question about it.
0: Yeah, I suppose... I was... First couple... It's funny, now that you say that, I don't taste like... A juice cocktail drink anymore. Now I'm tasting something that's drier, mm-hmm. more straw-like. But that first sip, I swear I was tasting <laughs> like a juice bomb. And you now weren't, you
1: weren't looking for, for, for it. And now
0: that you had me like looking for Brett, it dried the thing out, and it's a little more like limestoney or something like that.
1: Yeah, it kind of. It, it's very front-loaded with the fruit juice, but that. The Brett dries that out real quickly, mm-hmm. and because these hops that they're using, Mosaic and Galaxy in particular, are not very bitter. You don't you're not really left with a lingering taste of much else besides that that kind of Brett thing on your mouth, okay. and a little bit of the fruit juice. I don't know. I'm I'm like. <sighs> I understand there's there people who are gonna be like they want more than just you know just fruit juice flavored IPAs, but I don't like what
0: what Brett is doing to this. I think it's still pretty drinkable. Um, I'm enjoying it. I, I, is it is it the best hazy IPA juicy AP, IPA ever? No, but yeah, I, you close. know what? I doesn't even, it
1: doesn't taste like doesn't have that odie character. Yeah. Right? The the smoothness that you get from, from really mm-hmm. good hazy IPAs. Um it's kind of bracing
0: up front with all that fruit juice. Yeah, the fruit juice is it the fruit juice is nice in the aspect that it's kind of it's not very acidic, right? Like think of other times where you've had big fruit juice, they'll typically put some grapefruit juice or something in there, you know. I guess but maybe that was before tropical days mm-hmm. entered. But you know, the acidity is pretty low on this one. The, the flavors come in well, and then, yeah. If you are looking for it, you'll probably notice that kind of. It's not, it's not a funky breath. It's
1: no, it, it's not, so it's not like horse blanket or things like it's not that. Not like
0: that, right? It's it's more to me. It's coming across more of adding a little bit of straw or chalky or something like mm-hmm. that to it.
1: Like it, it feels like almost rye, just without a. a Without that, without quite the same spicy note, but it's but it's got a it's a good way real to put it. drying part to it.
0: It is a little confusing, right? Because you're not used to having those two flavors: the juicy mm-hmm. and the bread. You know, this is the first time I've ever think I've ever had it put together. I'm just trying to figure out how if the two are harmonizing, and I just haven't figured it out yet, or if they're just kind of yelling over each other. Um, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm slowly warming up to it a bit. Like the first time, the first sip, I was like, what, what is going on here? (laughs) Um, I don't know if I'm totally on board yet,
0: but it's starting to win me. over Okay. All right. I mean, my sample's almost (laughs) gone. I tore through it pretty quick. I think it's. I think it's a worthy experiment. I think it's worth trying. I think more breweries should try to see if they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think this beer is as good if it had straight up Saccharomyces added to it? Probably not.
1: I think it, I just took a big gulp. I think it's better with the big gulp because the juice tends to spread out. More. Mm-hmm.
0: I had most of mine as big gulps. <laughs>
1: you like to take a big last yeah, big gulp sure. with pine
0: with, so you can get a nice juicy bit
1: okay i mean it's it's
0: yeah actually with that with that big gulp you know intentionally taking a big gulp you kind of get you get the juice but it kind of tasted a little bit grain grainy gritty like you were getting some of the dry hopping yeah flavor as well but then, yeah, now that the, the bread's lingering on my tongue, it kind of makes the hops, instead of tasting fresh, taste a little old. Taste like old hops. Like a little bit cheesy or something yes. like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. As, you know, it's one of those things where we've, we always say, experiment, experiment, experiment. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with with, with hands doing some interesting stuff that uh, I'm not necessarily going to be think is the best stuff ever, but I'm happy that People are doing it. Like, who knows? It could
0: have been amazing, right? Who knows what Brett could have done there? Excuse me. Um, let's do the other four hands. So, this one is uh, Passion Fruit Prussia.
1: I just passed right by it. Yeah, okay. It is a uh, Berliner Weiss. And I think I have another page up with it. Yeah. They use passion fruit, obviously. It's a Berliner Weiss, so it's kind of like a Goza, but not with salt that it goes in terms of the fermentation process.
0: Yeah, Berliner Weiss has, it's Weiss, right? It has wheat in it. And then it is kettle sour. So they'll do the mash, they'll let that sit probably overnight in many cases. Then they'll run off the wort, brew the beer. So the wort that gets into the kettle at the very beginning has lactic acid into it, has a tartness to it. Uh, very low hopping Berliner vice, and then um it's sanitized in the kettle, so all the lactobacillus that's in the wort when it hits the kettle die get boiled off so when it gets into the fermenter, the cold side of the brewery, you don't have any uh bugs living over there other than the yeast that you want, so you don't have to worry about um, lactobacillus infesting mm-hmm. your fermenters and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: It's weird to go from from uh, the passion fruit smells to this.
0: Well, this one has passion fruit in it too. Yeah, but and that smell of passion fruit. <laughs> yeah, the, the first <laughs> the first sniff I had on it, I'm not getting it. My second sniff, but the first sniff, kind of came across it like a a washed rind cheese or something like that. You know, yes, a like of, like a really stinky cheese. Um, what well, do you think? You know that that's kind of. When you have like a limburger, that's lactobacillus, you know, that's yeah, a lactic yeah. acid type flavor too. So
1: it's just funny because, you know, I, I was thinking for some passion reason, Passion fruit gonna be juicy fruit, again. And I take this big like aroma, it's definitely like, whoa, that is not what I was expecting. There's a little bit of a wheat aroma in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, mostly coming off like a stinky cheese, something like that.
0: There's that. There's it, the the wheat kind of has gives it a bit of for me, it's in between straw and. Maybe I'm on a mineraly note tonight, but I'm getting kind of like a, a like a dry, dusty, like you know um, limestone or something again.
1: Comes so. through in the flavor. T- tastes like a decent Berliner Weiss. Right, it mm-hmm. has um, a four Probably fuller flavor than it goes because the wheat gives it a little bit more texture or a little more um, I don't know velvetiness I guess mm-hmm. um, the sourness is, is coming through and then praction fruit definitely does come through that, that was added
0: onto this mm-hmm. no I think it works out well the you know uh, Berliner Weiss is traditionally are served with the syrup mm-hmm. um, strawberry or strawberry Yeah, strawberry or woodruff and um, strawberry raspberry. Raspberry. Why am I saying strawberry? Raspberry syrup. Um, sorry, everyone was yelling at the radios. Oh, like, strawberry, what are you thinking? When I said it, it seemed wrong. I like how you still I, think I, people I, listen I to radios. Yes. <laughs> <That's not laughs> it's, the first it's in time our show. You, it's not the first time you've used that joke. Uh, uh, but yeah, the passion... The last time. <laughs> <laughs> the passion fruit plays a good role there. It's not quite as sweet as if you get a brilliant vice with raspberry mm-hmm. syrup added mm-hmm. to it. Um, but I don't want that inner Vice. I like ones that have the tartness still yeah, apparent. The sour so, character, so this strong. one has a good balance to it for me for my preference. It's not super duper overtly
1: sour, but it, it does have a decent amount of sourness to it so you're not going to be blown away. You it's not going to be eating like eating your mm-hmm. cheeks away, but it's definitely noticeable and
0: apparent. The um there's only a slight bit of yogurty flavor in there, but it, it definitely doesn't have, like, a stinky cheese-type flavor. Like, there was a little bit of the aroma. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost all acidity for me, but I, if I look for it, I'm getting just a tiny bit of, like, Greek yogurt or something like that.
1: I think that's sort of natural to mm-hmm. come from some of the lacto mm-hmm. action in the mash before.
0: Yeah, but it did. Like, I'm still smelling it, and I'm getting, like... Pretty ripe cheese on the nose, and but it's not carrying through in the flavor.
1: Not bad, not bad. Forehands. The they have sort of a feed me Seymour type uh, purple um,
0: monster <laughs> plant with eyes. Yes. <laughs> Seymour just needed eyes. He would have been much more formidable. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it's light, drinkable. If you want something with, you know, some tartness to it, this one this one will fit the bill for sure. Oh, I hear something. What's that? Oh, here come the baby elephants. Look at them walk. March. Or March. Saunter. It says walk. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> it's the walk. I thought it was the march of the baby elephants. <laughs> I guess that'd have more like drums to it. Um. <laughs> Everyone knows you want to go yeah. to craftbeerradio.com/slash Amazon when you do your Amazon shopping. Just go there first. Don't go to Amazon.com, and you help the show. Doesn't cost you a penny more.
1: I was going to mention. Yes, I uh, can keep
0: turning back. Uh, up you want maybe. the elephants back?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be doing the 24-hour gaming session again this year I haven't got the, the details yet for donations but um, because there's been lots of stuff going on <laughs> with various places to I mean stuff to happening like last it goes to Children's Hospital and we were specific about it going to the Pittsburgh Children's Hospital last year. this year we're changing our mind and we're making it go to the Puerto Rico Children's Hospital because we feel like good idea that needs some work. <laughs>
0: Alright, so so Greg will be doing the extra life, 24 hours of video game playing, one weekend coming up soon, and we will be sure to... uh, November, first weekend of November. Alright, we'll be sure to uh, make sure you're aware of his donation link, so you can help support him, give him encouragement to uh, stay up for 24 hours playing video games. You might think that sounds like fun and easy, but after about 18, 19 hours... (laughs) (laughs) It, uh, it
1: wears on you. Yeah, it, it's, it's surprising. It's like a long flight, right? You, you go crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You used to go stir crazy. It's
0: you a got, marathon. You got the Oculus this time, so at least you can get some exercise while you're doing it.
1: <laughs> okay. So what are we moving on to next? Something hoppy.
0: Let's do this one that uh, Brickway sent us. They sent us uh, three beers. They sent us an IPL, which we'll be getting to soon because we, I don't know if they were listening and heard me say that, you know, I haven't yet found an IPL that I've, that has made sense to me. Mm-hmm. That that one from, that I brought back from Asheville, the one from uh, Twinleaf, that one was one of the better ones, but to me it didn't, they they called theirs a hoppy Logger, and sure, hoppy Logger, but it didn't makes sense to me as an India pale lager. The hybrid, you know, a chimera of those two types of styles. So I'm really looking forward to what the Brickways IPL is. But we're going to do their Imperial IPA first because fresh is best.
1: So this is Omaha's
0: first uh, brewery since Prohibition. I can't get the case open. Wow. It's hard to get my finger under the uh, pry top there. (laughs) There are P.O. Rajagaj. Did you get a rinse on your glass so you don't have sour passion That's fruits in there? That's a good idea. This is my drinking glass. Don't use that as a dump. <laughs> okay, here we go.
1: Rajagaj. 9.2% alcohol by volume. 86 IBU. Uh, the the these are Pilsner and Caramedic one, the hops, Magnum, Simcoe Amarillo, Chinook, and Centennial. We're firmly in Magnum, phase two Sarah. Simcoe, but... Chinook
0: Centennial. wow, okay, territory um and look at the color on this thing it's a it's a clear amber, it's not hazy a f here's the description um <laughs> move over malt sweetness, this one is all about the hops
1: <laughs> I'm bracing myself for when I don't. So just going into it, just like blind, haven't even smelled it or anything. Just reading the hops. There were
0: good beers back in that era. There were,
1: and so, so that's why I'm like, I'm expecting to not like it, but I'm bracing myself for like perhaps loving it because that can okay. that can always happen right. with this combination. Um, but being as I am in like a phase three state of mind when it comes to these beers, something that is so heavily embracing this phase two, this really <laughs> bitter and resiny. Uh, type of IPA.
0: It's not likely to to be fancy by me, but we'll see. So, from the color, there's a big amber deepness to this. From the aroma, it smells like there is a significant malt body to this one. Mm -hmm. So that description you read of move-over malt.
1: Well, another thing that's interesting is when I see Raj, I think of... Maharaja mm-hmm. from um, Avery,
0: right? There's a bunch. Yeah, Avery does Maharaja. Yeah,
1: and that was one of my favorite IPs. And for,
0: then uh, there's, the they did another spin on that, right, where right. it's not Maharaja, but it's, uh, I guess, just Raja?
1: I think it's just Raja, yeah.
0: And then, of course, you have, near here, you got in, in Ohio, the brew kettle doing White Raja. And this is Raja Gaj. So lots of people are uh, doing beers around The Rajas, because I think there's two, right? I think Maharaja and Raja are two different people. I guess one's a god and one was a leader, right?
1: I I, I couldn't tell you. I really am very
0: ignorant when it comes to that. Because it looks like from this can, Raja is the elephant god. So smelling this one, it, it smells not... Like it's I mean the malt is like a big part of of the nose on this I mean there's some hops in there too there's some booziness in the aroma
1: Pinier than I expected in the flavor it really comes across as kind of like a pine needle um tea <laughs> mm-hmm. and sure. it's, it's interesting it's not I'm not like, ugh. one thing I'm not noticing, you don't know they had Simcoe Emeril. I'm not noticing dordiness. I'm not noticing a lot of uneateness. i uh, noticing a lot of pininess, a lot of pine, a lot of resin stuff. But not an incredible amount of overt over bitterness. At least not on that first sip.
0: Mm-hmm. There's no date on this can, but it came two days ago. 86 IBU. I mean, this does feel to me like a early 2000s mm-hmm. Imperial IPA. Yes. Absolutely. Right? Where the malt is up there. and the, the hops are exceeding it, but this isn't you know, the state of the art when it comes to hop. And it's of, you
1: know, it, it's like, yeah, it, it feels like a throwback in a sense, and it's also one of those things where as we had with Erin two weeks ago, you know she's starting to appreciate appreciate even the stuff that's coming out of IPAs mm-hmm. now. Where don't think she'd appreciate this. I mean, this is not up her alley. This is up. This is a callback to people, you know, from five years ago who are really into IPAs. That said, I'm enjoying it. I, I find it.
0: Yeah, it kind of uh, gives me. It kind of gives me the malt flavors in here are are nice right they're they're kind of just a supporting backbone they're bready they're a little bit crackery but you really can't get too deep into the malt flavors because there's so much hops in there as well but you know like i said they're neck and neck with who's mm-hmm. who's leading this this charge and the hops are winning it the hop flavors i'm getting uh, the piney is a good note it really is that it's a little bit um Spicy here and there. I it's mean, a little it's spearminty even. Like it has something. Yeah, yeah. So it's not I mean, quite it like nice. Zotz or uh, another continental hop. But there's something vaguely spicy in there as well. Yeah, I'm not getting too much citrus. It's not very dank. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of just in that pine resin type zone is where it's mainly centered. The malts, as you said, sort of crackery, and they are Pilsner and Carimunic ones. So they're really
1: not really. Bringing a, a mm. lot of roasty or toasty qualities to it. You're going... So,
0: Pilsner malt's the main base malt? Yeah, and Karamunik. That's interesting. I... So, that spicy flavor I was talking about, that must be coming from, it's probably coming from the Pilsner malt as opposed to, like, I said, there's something that was vaguely like a Pilsner, right? Vaguely like Hallert- uh, Hallertau, Zotz type hops, right? Mm-hmm. And I must have been confused. Because now if I'm tasting it and looking for kind of those malt flavors that come from Pilsner base malt, and you can use Pilsner base malt in other things. sure. Uh, I think that's that's what I was getting at. I just was using the wrong way of getting there. It's interesting base malt for double IPA. You don't see that very often.
1: Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, they, they want the the malt to not be very sweet here. I mean, it, it, it plays a role. It provides mm-hmm. a good backbone, as you said, but it's not sweet. It does not give a lot of sweet yep. character and the hops are really running away with the show. Um I don't know if that showcases the hops to the best of its ability. It's a it's an interesting question, right? Because Well, I feel like they've balanced out a lot of the
0: bitterness here. Yes, but I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm saying if you're brewing your double IPA, move over malt. Bold, hoppy, relentless. You want you want your hops to pop. And I think the Pilsner character, that kind of bit of spicy character, is coming through. Is kind of, kind of flattening the hops a little bit.
1: I I kind and of that, disagree. Okay. I, I
0: think it may be
1: helping to to merge the hops together. I mean, Magnum, Simcoe, Amarillo, Chinook, Centennial. There's a lot of stuff going on there, but it really does kind of feel more unified than you it's, might
0: it's, expect. It's, it's um, <laughs> it's, it's nice that it didn't come out dirty. Yeah. I mean with those hops with the Amarillo and the Simcoe in there and the Chinook, it it's nice that it didn't turn into, you know, this catty-dorty thing. Uh so that that's nice for sure. As I'm getting towards the end of my sample here and as I'm getting through it, um it's heavy on the alcohol at 9.2, you feel it. I'm not going to, you know, this isn't dump bucket. This is worth drinking. And but like I said before, I said early on, this is this is like a throwback. Mm-hmm. Like a callback to 2005, 2007 Absolutely. double IPA. Absolutely. In in every but like But some of the... Maybe not like the first time I had Plenty of the Elder back then. Mm-hmm. But more so like, you know, when you had Stone Ruination or yep. other... Stone beers are what's coming to mind. Yeah. Because those were, those were the big ones. Those are the ones... Stone that... Weed had made it face rippingly bitter where right. this one's not. So that's yes, nice.
1: that the the nice thing about it is that they don't go the stone manner of, of mm-hmm. we're gonna destroy your tongue at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna have a sort of syrupy sweetness to it as
0: well. In yeah it's interesting. We certainly have a lot to talk about. That's better than us looking at the glass being like okay. <laughs> okay. Raj. All right, so now we find something that's not hoppy. Let's do this coffee stout thing. So from
1: Rockbridge in, where is Rockbridge, Columbus,
0: Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, so this is another one from Ryan, who sent us the four hands beers as well. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you so much. This one literally has a whale on the label.
1: Well, you know what that means. Me up.
0: You gotta get that one normalized so when I you do. play it it's not so yeah. quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Just slack me that link for the over here. I'll give you a WAV right. file that's normalized. It's getting weird. <laughs> it's not getting weird yet. Wait till we get to <laughs> the uh the next one. I think we should reserve the Mr. B6 for that. Alright, another pounder can. This is probably the first beer that we've had from Rockbridge Brewing Company. It does not ring a bell. Option number two.
1: Option number two.
0: Imperial Milk
1: Stout, brewed with vanilla hazelnut coffee beans. 9.2% alcohol by volume, 25 IBU. The first thing that I smelled, oddly, was ketchup.
0: <laughs> okay, let me see what I can find. I didn't smell it yet. I was inspecting the can for any kind of date, but there was none. can't say I got ketchup. Big coffee nose. Perhaps the hazelnuts came through, but it wasn't like... It wasn't like... There was a spoonful of Nutella in my beer glass, so it wasn't too overboard on the hazelnut. Okay, It's, se- it's turning sn- into more of a coffee. Second sniff is where I'm dialed in, and it smells like hazelnut. It reminds me kind of like this terrapin thing we had in the pre-show with how much flavoring is it.
1: Yeah, like. now so now I'm getting the hazelnut, too. It, it's... It was weird that... It's <laughs> getting weird, that first, that first aroma.
0: I was looking for something ketchup but... Couldn't get there. Just,
1: maybe it's just mine? I don't know. I just want to see if, if... Nothing? No. No, just my nose. I got a little bit of the... Uh, odor du
0: Greg from your glass. He's you always saying that. Do. I do. Greg's glass smells different after he handles it. And he takes... Goes through great lengths to not have aftershave on mm-hmm. you know i don't know it might just it must just be a soap or it just smells delicious i don't know which one it is <laughs> but there after greg handles his glass for a few times if i smell his glass mm. i smell this kind of perfumey thing that's i don't know i wish i could describe it i wish i knew what you can put it <laughs> i wish there was i wish i knew the flowers better it, mm. it's probably your body washers Soap. Like, I mean, I've changed it. Unless you're using ivory. Maybe maybe it changes. Maybe I'm just not that. Uh-huh. I don't know. Do you ever smell like Jeff on my glass? No?
1: Only when you're smelly. Okay. Like, it, that has happened. But, okay. you know, like, you've been working all day. It's like that. That kind of thing. Well, you
0: need to tell me to get the go up to the shower if I it, come in here stinky. I'm, please, it's fine. If you were that
1: stinky, I would say so. If if you ever Please got that stinky. Please do. Yeah. You've never been that stinky where it was like offensive to me.
0: Just a little musky.
1: Yeah, musky. Yeah, you know. Yeah, your, so, your comparison to the Terrapin is not a bad one.
0: Yeah. it's So it's a milk stout. It has sweetness to it. I, I despise flavored coffees despise them. Mm, mm. And this one carries way too much hazelnut.
1: Mm. Yeah, it does kind of taste like a vanilla hazelnut, like with those carrot
0: cups, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's... Hmm. I mean, the other stuff tastes fine, it just, it seems like an executioner putting in like hazelnut coffee.
1: On On one hand, yes. On the other hand, if you make the assumption that those people who like those hazelnut stuff
0: are out there then this has an audience i would rather see coffee and hazelnuts used as opposed to however those gimmicky coffee roasters put hazelnuts on their coffee in their coffee i agree but this is a
1: this is one of those beers where i'm wondering if it is just not meant for us like it's just like
0: like i don't know how coffee roasters put those flavorings in their coffees but I'm guessing they buy those syrups that you can get for like cappuccinos and stuff and they kind of sprinkle it on the beans after they come out of the roaster or something like that
1: I don't know I mean I I imagine you could probably since, since those things are dry right you could probably get it in a dry form that dilutes
0: yeah don't know don't but know. Uh, this is definitely if you you know what you want to like a a sweet candy beer for this kind of thing. Just like that Terrapin yeah. for the pre show.
1: This is really, unfortunately, not worth my sobriety. Um it's just it's too, too much of that hazelnut. Mm-hmm.
0: The other things in there taste good, but it's I a just, little too sweet, it's a little cloying. But, but that think, hazelnut maybe maybe over. I think if it was just the milk stout with coffee and they used regular coffee beans, I from what I'm tasting so far, I mean I I think it's it's in line. It's just I just cannot take that flavored coffee character that's coming out of this thing.
1: Ryan, we really appreciate you sending stuff, but this one goes in the
0: dump bucket. <laughs> so on to the next beer, back to something hoppy back to
1: this is now upper cloud, upper, upper cloud drop pass, upper pass cloud drop double IPA.
0: I'm gonna make sure I got a good rinse on this cup. I don't want no hazelnuts ruining the next beer. Um malt bill contains a blend of hey, Pilsner and Golden Promise.
1: Munich, oats, and wheat. So it's had Pilsner again in the malt here. Okay. Golden Promise, Munich, oats and wheat. So it looks like it's gonna be a uh Yeah, hazy, hazy MFR. Um sixty IBU, eight percent alcohol by volume.
0: Oh yeah, look at that baby.
1: And they say Kyle
0: sent us this beer. Uh,
1: aggressively hopped in the whirlpool and post fermentation with
0: six hop varieties. Six, seven would have been too many. It's the the goop that's coming out the bottom of the cans is a little greenish.
1: Like I like it. Very nice hazy IPA. This looks like you know an orange juice <laughs> with a with with a foamy head. Foamy whitehead.
0: Oh yeah. Look how dark that is look how th- <laughs> it's blocking so much light because yeah. it has so much hop bits and odie bits and wheaty bits and hazy bits. Okay, so the aroma comes through. Big orange pith kind of you know, like that bittery pith thing. You know what else I got? I got a little bit of B.O.
1: Of your, my... Not
0: my bio, just 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 general body odor. I smelled like I got a little hit of, just a little bit. We'll see if I can get it again, but it wasn't like this weird thing I couldn't place. It was like spot on. Like okay, it smells like maybe maybe suggestion of you talking just a little bit ago got me into it. But I'm not smelling bio anymore. I'm smelling a little bit of
1: of what I'm going to assume is amarillo. And we'll think that may be why you're smelling a little bit of BO. Okay. Um, it's, it's slightly doarty. There's a little bit as good as almost certainly some Simcoe in there. There's clearly a mosaic in there. So, Simcoe, uh, Amarillo, as we explained, kind of uh, related to the doored, AKA cat pee aroma mm-hmm. that um, that we talk about a lot. Uh, Simcoe, very widely used hop tends to have a kind of oniony note but but can be a chameleon and can do lots of interesting things Mm -hmm. mosaic another one kind of an offshoot of as it turns out simcoe and nugget but has these wonderful tropical stuff going on too But has has the ability to get kind of oniony as well Mm -hmm. and not really smell it might be galaxy in there but i can't really get that yeah
0: moving on to the flavor i mean it's most of the things that you expect it it has a little more bitterness to it than you know other juicy IPAs northeast style IPAs mm-hmm. but it still has plenty of the juice going on it is orangey i think that that bitterness is kind of coming across as like a pithiness as well uh you can tell that it's dry hopped it, it's it's potent and then like I said, some of the bits that were coming out the bottom of the camera are greenish and <laughs> that's probably influencing me and making me feel think that it feels a little more gritty on my palate on the back of my throat. But I, you know, I feel that it's there.
1: The thing in there that I suspect is amarillo, I could be wrong, but I suspect is amarillo is pulling the flavor from tropical into more of a tangerine. Uh it, it, tropical in terms of like pineapple and guava and mangoes over that, into more of a tangerine and, and orange okay. and a little bit of grapefruit stuff. So I think it's like doesn't doesn't go as far into those you know wide tropical realms, but I think it's doing some interesting stuff.
0: This is the Upper Pass Cloud Drop Double IPA, made in Vermont. Yikes! Well, I moved the beer too fast and it plopped out of the glass right on the <laughs> napkin here. <laughs>
1: Um, it's very drinkable as New England IPAs should be. It does not overly hit you with bitterness. It does not feel like it is going in those weird directions like, you know, Doherty or Oniony, that, uh, that would doom a beer like this. I think it's just an, an interesting way of, of using what I, like I said, what I suspect are these, uh, different, mm-hmm. th- these hops in the New England style. I like it.
0: I like it, too. I mean, drinking it on its own in the glass, big fan of it. Thinking and comparing it to some of the amazing next-level bonkers beers that that we've had lately because we're, like, the luckiest guys on Earth. (laughs) Um, This one isn't in the very top tier. Mm -mm. This one has a little more bitterness to it. It has little... I'm getting little bits of onion here and there in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's just... It's just a super nitpick, but I mean, this one is good, but it's not top level.
1: It's and you know, <laughs> I'm going to use Erin again as a as a <laughs> as a note point because you know she's she's in the process of getting into these mm-hmm. these sorts of things, and she's getting into she can understand and drink some of these I northeast IPAs. This is one of those that I, she probably wouldn't like. She probably would feel it
0: was not as. Uh, I I would. I mean, you know Aaron better than I do, but I, yeah. I hate when, you know, trying to say, oh, this person who was on the show a couple of times would like or not like this. Well, one. I'm trying to use her as an archetype, and you know,
1: not necessarily as 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 an actual. I'm not saying actual what Aaron would actually right. say. I'm sure. saying someone like Aaron. Here's what I suspect they would think of this, and they would they might say this is too. Um, I don't I don't think they think. Aaron would say this tastes too much like beer, but they they might say things like you you might disagree with, They you might say mm-hmm. this tastes too bitter. And it's not that it's necessarily very bitter, but it mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I, I can hear that. It's Yeah, I just I don't know what I was point I was trying to make. You know, I was I was so impressed with how far her palate came mm-hmm. in the past year that um uh, I mean she definitely surprised me with what the pools she was making. She did an excellent job. And uh yeah, her and Nick are both Really gone into this beer tasting thing. Yeah. So proud of those little kids. <laughs> they got their whole lives ahead of them.
1: Yeah, I try not to, to, to warn them about that too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're almost done with this uh cloud drop. This is pretty good. Like I said, I was really nitpicking when it wasn't like the ones that make angels sing, but it's it's yeah. not it's not a slouch.
1: It's it's yeah. If I if this was available in our area, I mean it would, if we had a good double IPA or not good uh you know, a good canned an mm-hmm. IPA available, that'd be real nice. And this I'd be perfectly happy with this. Alright, I need some more water, rinse this puppy out. I don't have to drive down a Brew gen- Gentleman all the time to get
0: <laughs> There's They're uh, they're becoming more available, right? you got Dancing Gnome doing all those. Hitchhiker's going to be getting a canning line, I think, early next year. So.
1: Have they had much Hitchhiker? I don't know. What's that? I don't think I've had much Hitchhiker.
0: They're probably one of the closest breweries to your house. Really? Mount Lebanon? Yeah. That's what the taproom was. Now they have the new brewery in Sharpsburg. Yeah. I mean they still serve beer out of the tap room. They don't make beer there anymore. Um Wicked Weed, Golden Angel. It is a barrel-aged American sour with apricots. So
1: this is I'm looking at their site. Wicked Weed has um they're talking about the 2016, which is this is the 2016 version. I guess the 2015 had problems. Okay they were doing buybacks of 2015 Golden Angel. They say they are uh, keeping a close watch, running lab tests and weekly sensory analyses. Each bottle is undergoing its own unique fermentation. All are progressing towards becoming the beer we intended. As of right now, we cannot guarantee that every bottle is 100% perfect. But we can say
0: that overall we have seen significant reduction in off flavors in the past few months. This is actually the 2017. It was bottled in May. Oh, really? Bottled May 12th. Or the 2016 was bottled on May 12th, 2017. (laughs) One or the other. That could make sense, right? Keeping the barrels for a year. Could be. Putting the bottles a year later. All right, Golden Angel. So we got a... So when you go to the Funkatorium in Asheville, Brew Gentlemen, or not Brew Gentlemen, why do I say Brew Gentlemen? Because they're delicious. Wicked Weed is a brew in Asheville that was purchased by Anheuser-Busch last year. Most of you know that. The Funkatorium sells all their sour beers. It's a couple blocks away from the, the brew pub in, on Main Street in Asheville. And it's not called Main Street, but the main drag. I think it's Broadway. Um, And then they have two parts of the menus, right? They have their Brett beers and their Sour beers. And this one seems to fall into the sour part of it. Okay, so it's
1: aged in 500 liter punchins with one pound per gallon of fresh whole apricots. After maturation in neutral in the neutral oak vessels, uh, it's refermented fermented on additional four pounds per gallon of apricots. Um, so five pounds of fruit per gallon total, seven percent alcohol by volume.
0: Five pounds of fruit per gallon.
1: That's a lot of fruit. <laughs> apricot, apricot. They call it a barrel-aged American sour ale with
0: apricots. Alright, so this guy poured with a a fleeting head. Poured very fizzy head, but you know, with these kinds of sour beers, the head doesn't have much retention. It falls Mm -hmm. down fast. The beer is a hazy straw color. The aroma.
1: Mostly sour is what I'm getting. Mostly the...
0: It's It's a light sour. There's a weediness in there not getting too much fruit right Mm -hmm. if anything it's kind of like maybe if you open a bag of dried apricots apricots yeah
1: yeah dry right if you
0: open a bag of dried apricots it's kind of that smell but um you know how when you open a bag of dried apricots how some of them are juicy and some of them are kind of dry and leathery kind of smells more like the leathery ones it also seems like this beer needs some heat pumped into it it doesn't seem like it's very open it does, on the nose it does feel so a little bit i am off. wrapping my hands around it even though it's probably pretty warm already it's already at uh 62 on the surface so about 57 yeah inside yeah let's pump some heat into this guy see if we can get him to open up get it to bloom
1: apricot's not one of my favorite flavors okay like magic hat number nine apricot that oh, no. was always i never i never liked it because <laughs> I,
0: i've never liked that beer despite of the
1: apricots i find dried apricots fine but not like my favorite dried fruit
0: i like the ones that still have a good moisture content to them are juicy and squishy and the ones that are leathery or you know it's just like eating anything that's been dried out it, it's sustenance it's, but not really it's good. jerky yes yeah
1: Apricot jerky.
0: All right. So when we're pumping heat into this thing, if you're wondering what we mean, we have these beer tulips from Spiegelow and very thin glass. We just kind of cup our hands around it and does a great job of pumping heat into the beer. Or does the heat engine very well. Okay, that's... So now, yeah, for my aroma, now I'm getting a little more of the sour, right? It's It's a little bit of that lactic... Cheesiness, which I wasn't smelling before, it does smell more bloomed, more rich.
1: That's a, that's a fine apricot sour. That's that's it. I don't really get like a huge amount of incredible complexity coming off of it. It, it it's well done. It's not incredibly distinctive it's got nice sour notes it's got nice apricot notes it's got a nice kind of mouthfeel to it it's everything is is going along just swimmingly Mm -hmm. and uh and i'm plenty pleased with it but i'm not like overwhelmed by it
0: that seems to be kind of the the trend for these wicked weed beards Mm mm-hmm beers uh where they're they're not gross they're not well done but they seem a bit (laughs) hate to say this right because you know we know that it has a bush on some but they just seem like they're rushed or mash produced or you know they're they don't develop like unique character to them they're kind of just like Moderately sour, you know, like middle of the road sour. Kind of nothing interesting. Like we're not, yeah, we're not oozing about. Oh, the cracked granite in the barnyard in the the saddle that smells like it was rode on a Wednesday, and it's now Thursday. And
1: it's really, it's a really weird quality of sour beers to be like talking about how oh, it's got all this, this sourness and stuff, and all this in, all the stuff that you don't normally get. And there's in nothing. Drinks. But at the same time, you're like not really. It doesn't feel extravagant, right? It doesn't it? Doesn't feel like right. you're like, like the the I don't know the craftiness is there, like the. No, I don't, I don't well, on use the that other word. S-
0: On the other side, it also doesn't have anything. It doesn't have any sour eggs. It doesn't rotten eggs. It mm-hmm. doesn't have anything gross to it. It's right. It's yeah. well put together nothing offensive in there it's not it's not exceedingly limburgy limburgery um so what we seem to have is something like the barefoot
1: wines of sour ales yeah. in the sense that it it's decent enough that you're not going to throw it away and and you know everything is made right and everything is done correctly but at the same time you are not going to like you're not going to be It's throwing, like they're going gonna be stopping awards it, on
0: they're it. going for the a baseline acceptable sour beer but there's no, there's no. What's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's no extra credit. There's no yeah. intangible that's going to make this thing transcendental.
1: For those who think that this is oh Anheuser Bush, you know anti stuff, I,
0: I will remind no, you. I want, I want, I, I, I paid for what six bottles of beer. I paid like eighty five mm-hmm. bucks. I want these to be good. Yeah, and. In terms of an AB-owned
1: beer that brewery that I think is fantastic, Goose Island makes some fantastic stuff. And their special stuff, like Matilda, has always really hit the spot and been like, that is special. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not just
0: yeah, a bias yeah, against yeah. AB. Uh, Matilda, a couple of those. Not not everyone, but a couple of those Goose Island, Belgian-style beers. Mm-hmm. They have... Real legs to them. They and the feel bourbon
1: like, barrel stout, right? That they're the,
0: goose, uh, the bourbon county, bourbon yeah. county, yeah. But so you know, like Matilda, I think it was Matilda, or maybe Sophie. Sophie has legs. It feels authentic. Mm-hmm. This, while well, it doesn't feel flawed, doesn't necessarily feel like something you would get from. Doesn't feel mature. It doesn't feel like something you get from Cantillon mm-hmm. or. You know, another Lambic brewery or something like that.
1: Even like the Rodenbach, right? The Rodenbach still had more mm-hmm. character and stuff happening to it, even though it's more mass market. There was a there was a quality to it that was distinctive. And there's not really much distinctive here, and that's I think the major issue.
0: Now I'm starting to get the apricot flavor. I wasn't I was tasting interesting things, but I wasn't bracketing it as apricot. That last sip because now it's pretty warm. It's probably it's about 62 now um big apricot flavor i dig that i think the flavor is good i think it goes well with the the malt flavors and this beer and the sours as well it's i'm enjoying it but yeah i want something a little more nuanced a little more deeper and this is giving you like three uh kind of starter level flavors mm-hmm. but there's like nothing i can dig into to get that yep oh uh, next level all right i don't want to chug this down I, I do want to take my time with it see if it does give me anything else but i think it's time to move on you know to what it really recipes. is it's
1: lacking the funk it, it lacks any kind it's of sour kind of but not funky
0: yeah from the fungatorium mm-hmm they need to rename it to the Souratorium because it's <laughs> it's lacking some funk. Alright, last place, easy pick for us. That's this uh, option number two from Rockbridge. I am not slamming the, the brewery. I, I think that the Milk Stout was well put together. I think that it was a fatal flaw putting hazelnut coffee in that thing. Mm-hmm. It tasted just like a hazelnut coffee, which is awful and it's not cuz i don't like hazelnuts but hazelnut coffee just tastes fake and forced and oversaturated and this beer brought that all with it let's see i'm going to put i think i'll put the brickway in fifth place um it's you know it was a throwback of an ipa and, you know, with the flight tonight, it it could have ranked a little bit better. But, you know, if you're doing a double IPA in 2017, hops got to be forward. Not just on the marketing speak, but in the beer. And, and that beer just wasn't making the hops pop. I think the Pilsner malt might have had something to do with my turnout there. But didn't you say the upper pass had Pilsner, too? hmm Yeah, that came across completely differently. Let's put... Super Flare in fourth place. That was the Four Hands, potentially a Wicked Weed collaboration with uh, Brett mm. in fruit juices and Galaxy Hops. It um there was moments where I thought it was good and juicy and had lots of grapefruit flavors, and there was times where I was like, I can't really figure out how the juice and the brett go together. But it's kind of like I can't. Like for a long time I couldn't figure out how Belgio IPA. Belgian style IPAs went together. And I eventually did. Brewers learned how to make them. Or my palate learned how to taste them. And maybe I can learn how to taste. Or a brewer can learn how to make. A bretted juicy IPA. But uh, for this being my first exposure to the, that style. It it. I couldn't. It seemed like they were yelling over each other. I'm gonna put. Oh wait, wait a second. Where does where does the wicked weed go? I think I might have forgot about him because he was in a fancy bottle.
1: I don't think you have.
0: No. No, I don't think you have. Yeah. I think it's
1: ironic in some sense.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I'll put the I, you know the wicked weed was not living up to my expectations. But do you, do you
1: think it was it wasn't better than this?
0: Hmm, that's a good question.
1: I, uh, I mean there there's our expectations of something like yes. this, and then there is the, the the beer that we drank, and frankly, in
0: my opinion,
1: it goes like that.
0: Okay. Um I can be swayed. I like that beer. Um you, you may yeah. your
1: opinion may be different than mine.
0: No, I, it's hard. So top 3 are pretty close. Even the top 1 is not really leading the pack by all that much.
1: There's not there's no blowouts here. There's no
0: I think I'm going to put the weed in the okay. third place. I just it just feels better for me. It's one of those intangibles. Um You know, I just, I I did, once it really warmed up, I liked the apricot flavor, I liked how the sour went through, I was hoping for a little more funk there, I wanted a little bit of liveliness, I wanted something to explore, and what it gave you was what it was right up front, and it kept giving you the same thing, and it just didn't seem like it had the depth that, you know, a premium-priced... Sour product should have, you know, it mm-hmm. seemed a little bit manufactured, a little bit off the shelf. I'm gonna put the four hands, uh, passion fruit Prussia, their Berliner Weiss with passion fruit, second place. Uh, this guy was refreshing and light, and the passion fruit was a nice, it was a nice, uh, alternative to the Berliner Weiss syrup, mm-hmm. and I liked. How they dosed it. They didn't dose it to the level that when you order Vice with raspberry syrup, how sweet it is. I have not. Or really even had with that, woodruff. So. Um, they really kind of try to knock out it almost tastes like a Frembose. They try to knock out like a Lindeman's frembos. Mm-hmm. They try to knock out all the sour with it doesn't the Doesn't taste juice.
1: as sweet as a Frembo's, no. It was more there was definitely sour. Yeah,
0: involved. but I'm saying I'm saying when you order like a Blinerweiss in Berlin where I've never been. Or when you order a Rice or Vice for a place that has syrups and they syrup it. it, they make it really sweet. Most places do. So it seems like to me, from my knowledge of never being near Berlin, that's traditional. This one kept the beer sour, but it gave it, you know, maybe like a 20, 22, 23% cut of the sourness with the fruit juice. And I like where that landed. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm giving that one second place. And the the cloud drop double IPA, we were kind of like, well, this one's not the best one we've ever had. Still, a real good S- beer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Still, still, definitely wins the show. Um,
0: and and I, I kind of h- hate myself for for doing all these double juicy du- juicy IPAs up at the top of the show, but man, they're so
1: good. You Shouldn't hate yourself for for drinking something you you.
0: Appreciate. I know, I know, but we're the guys that put. Pilsners and kolshes in first place against Imperial Stout.
1: If they are I, truly in first place in that
0: flight, and I know the thing is, has this beer kind of beer hacked hacked our tongues? And
1: I don't think anything here was exceptional. I don't think this was a, a show where <laughs> where we really had stu- anything that really stood out from the pack as being something like right. you have to try this. I, I think they, these all all these beers had. Um, something going for them in some sense but none of them were like whoa what do we have here right. this is this is new i mostly agree with your rankings in in last place we're going to put the rock bridge uh just not i feel like it's one of those things that i could see where the appeal lies but just I it wanna is taste not the
0: same beer with plain coffee I think it
1: might still have kind of a work coffee esque thing going on it, so I'm still not really convinced by it. But I understand where that that's not it's not going for me, and it's not going for you. Mm-hmm. That that's a different audience that's going for. Uh, for number five, I'm going to put the uh, the super flavor. Actually, um, I just really didn't appreciate what the Brett was doing to what I thought could have been something right. really really juicy and could have. Could have destroyed the cloud drop. Right if it had all those fruit juices and, and was really bursting with with them. Um
0: I think there I, was potential there. I hear what you're saying. I think I would have probably penalized the use of excessive fruit juice in, in giving the cloud drop the benefit of the it, doubt because of It's being, what it's what I taste yeah. in the glass, yeah. man. I know, I know. I'm just I'm just war gaming here with you. And, that, and that's kind of what I was thinking.
1: Because, yeah, no, you know, it's I'm like... I'm unconvinced. Okay. Uh, in, so that means that in fourth place, I'm going to put The Brickway. Uh, which was, I thought, really good Phase 2 IPA, but felt like a really good Phase 2 IPA. It felt like it was something from five years ago. It would have been like, oh, yeah! And it just is like, we, we were past that now. We I, no I, was, I i put it even eight
0: and eight nine years but yeah
1: like it, it's it's like, so okay i mean I, I get it but i i want i want something more out of my out of the beer I have now mm-hmm. and if you're going to do a throwback, then make it a throwback that's extra special right make it something that that I'm gonna be like blown away by um in third place I'm going to put the passion fruit pressure i i would say what is what Wicked Weed has in front of it, in second place, is the aroma is really good on the Wicked Weed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the aroma on the Prussia is not very good at all. That,
0: that was the cheesy one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, other than that, I really never have a problem with the Passion for Prussia. It was fine. It, it, it did its job well. And I don't really, again, have a problem with the Wicked Weed, other than I expect more but in the first place the upper pass yes that's it
0: that's it well thank you everyone for listening <laughs> Jeff has to unlock has his to computer unlock my computer here and we're gonna play so the, the intro song was that disco star wars thing it's music inspired by star wars and other galactic funk while the other song on the ep is called other galactic funk
1: see I was looking for some galactic funk from the wicked weed there you go
0: Craft Beer Radio is released under Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on that thing called email beer at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to tweet us at Jeff Bear,
1: at CBR Greg,
0: and at Craft Beer Radio is kind of a shared handle that we use. it's the disco, man? All I hear is this drums. is like jam, John Bonham <laughs> drum solo here. <laughs> yeah, dance to this. Here, let me jump ahead a little bit. Jeez! Nope, still, <laughs> still more drums. Going? More? What is. It's all drums. It's a drum solo. Now we I got thought, the bass I drum. I
1: thought this was the, the LP for, uh, This like, is other
0: Galactic Funk.
1: You played for something different last time. No, I'm playing the same thing. I'm so confused because wasn't it like other music that wasn't. I, you must have something wrong
0: there. No. And this is the same thing I played. Anyway, let's wrap this up. We'll figure this out in the post show. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. There it goes. There's the
1: funk.